pushing buttons. I'm Kyle. I'm Kevin. And I'm Frank. And we have Frank. Yes. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Going okay. Going good. We're also part of the Geek Freaks Network. Thought I'd throw that one out there. And we're a podcast <laughs> show. Podcast show. We're a show Thank you, Kevin. with a podcast. We're a podcast about video games and we talk about video games and stuff. I'm hesitant to do the intro for that reason. It's the best intro ever. I don't want to hear that nonsense. That was that's <laughs> okay. I'm loving this already. <laughs> this is like pinnacle pushing buttons right now. This is the height of our content <laughs> creation right here is us just talking over each other with stuff that doesn't make any sense to one another. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, I was going to mention uh, we freestyle to make everyone happy. Freestyle rap that right now? That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> this is a train wreck and I'm here for it. <laughs> well, today, uh, let's see. We got games in March and Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring and more Elden Ring. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> we got games in March. <laughs> Oh. Not March Madness, but oh, this... March Video Game Madness. Oh, you know this is some do? madness. We oh. should do a March Madness for video games. <gasps> Why don't we just do that right now? Look, I've got what, because we that takes some setup. We have zero time to prep for that. Do you see how this is launching with the prep that we do have? <laughs> We're not streaming this live, are we? No, but man, this oh, is fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think I'm not clipping the shit out of all this? <laughs> oh, I know you are. <laughs> Oh man, I, I think it's a grand idea. We can go right into it. Uh, we have plans. Do you really want to start a whole entire different topic out of the top of our head? That's pushing I buttons. Have, <laughs> I've only bet on March Madness. I've never really like participated in one. We'll set up brackets for uh, for a, another topic for another time. Okay, because I'm already googling March Madness brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Cause we how would we even go about that? Like, what would the, the criteria be for one game beating out another? Would it be our collective review scores or what? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. we couldn't just think of <laughs> We need a little bit of that. That is a lot that. more complexity than I was thinking. What if we were to just, like, we each pick 10 of games that we think could beat out any other game and we throw them in the bracket? And then, like, what you do, you bring 15 and then, like, that way we have duplicates. That's fine. You drop the five. But we bring our top 10 games of all time, and then we have them compete each other out in a bracket system. Make it so. Okay. I think we should have another podcast that's all about ideas for other podcasts. Yeah. It's our Discord at night when we're frantically talking. And apparently when we're recording Pushing Buttons. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some video games, shall we? Let's. <laughs> let's. Uh, kicking things off in March. Kevin, I think uh, you were... Mentioning Shadow Warrior 3. Shadow Warrior 3. Yeah. March 1st, that game comes out. So by the time this airs, you will already have the chance to be playing this game. Shadow Warrior 1, I played. It was very fun. It's a frantic uh, first-person shooter with some kind of melee combat and stuff. It's got humor to it. It reminds me a lot of Bulletstorm, if you ever played that. Classic. Um, it's also based on the old-school Shadow Warrior games that were on the... I think they were on the Duke Nukem 3D engine back in the day. But these ones are not like that. They're they're a lot faster than that. Um, it's coming out on P. It's, it's not coming out on any of the new systems. So it's coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's kind of strange yeah. that it's not <laughs> going to be out on the PS5 or the Xbox Series SX. But I'm looking forward to that game. You sold me on Bulletstorm. I I think that was a really underrated game because at the time it was marketed as like oh dick jokes and oh my god epic memes and it's like a much more detailed game. 
like it came at a time when epic memes was a really new idea. And right. so it was kind of cutting edge in that way. It was a really fun game, though. I really enjoyed it at the time. I think you can get a lot of that out of Shadow Warrior. And it, honestly, if you watch the trailers for Shadow Warrior 3, you'll probably get a lot of that epic lulls out of it. But you can ignore the trailer for the most part. They're just trying to grab the most attention that they can. That's what they do. I like how when you say epic lulls, we know how you spelt it because of the way you said it. You're like, oh, yeah, lulls. he just dropped a U and Z at the, at the end of that shit. <laughs> what is the game? Uh, we're just all of the topics here, guys. What is the yeah. game that was like Bulletstorm, but had like you played as one of two guys? And like, there were two friends. Army of two. I was thinking Candy Lynch. Army of two is exactly right. Oh, okay. That was a fun game too. That was just kind of like, just badass shooting everything, just awesomeness. That was fun. That game kind of reminded me more of uh, Mercenaries. Yeah. In a way, like Bulletstorm Hmm. was more about random arcadey action, whereas Army of Two is about basically America and America going in (laughs) with guns blazing everywhere. That is. Well, that's what I liked about it is it knew it was doing that. It knew it was being ridiculous. And so it wore that on sleeve for sure. So you so when you played it, you were just like, you know, you plan on just like random rock music playing in the background somewhere and just like, I just got a flag back here. Don't worry about it. You know, it's one of those (laughs) things. Um, all right. The game I'm looking forward to a lot right now here is Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, I think is gonna be a really good return to form for Kirby. Uh they're kind of take I've talked about this before where uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands is basically everybody's comparing it to Mario Odyssey, but Mario Odyssey is actually a clone of Kirby's concepts. So really, this is a Kirby returning to Kirby, and I'm really happy for that. And I mean, Switch games hold up their value. So when you buy a Switch game, you know it's not going to go on sale anytime soon. So feel free on buying this thing day one because it'll be 50 bucks 10 years from now. Might as well buy it now. So this will probably not come as a shock to you after we talked about Batman a little bit earlier. <sighs> you haven't played a Kirby started game. recording. I have not played a Kirby game. Would this be the Kirby game for me to jump in on? It actually probably will be because it's a classic platforming title, uh, 3D platformer, and he has the ability to absorb. The thing that Kirby's cool at is he can absorb his enemy's abilities and then he can mix and match abilities to create a whole new ability. That, that part's really fun. And in this one, they're adding one more uh, feature where he could like absorb inanimate objects and use them to his advantage. So everybody's gotcha. sharing the car mm-hmm. thing. He absorbs the car. And with that, he's able to like drive fast and do jumps and stuff. But yeah, it's by the way, I just want to point out that you sounded like you wanted to punch me. Like you haven't played a Kirby game. Like I I, I could hear it in your voice. You were like trying to audibly hurt me. (laughs) Well, I'm auto included in that because I haven't played one since the 64, which is ages ago. You so get a pass though, because first off, the 64 one is what I think this one's trying to return back to. And you've seen Batman movies. So you've got <laughs> that's a true pass. too. Yes, yes, guys. If you Thankfully. think this is crazy, oh. this kind of like thing that we're hinting at is crazy. Kevin hasn't seen Batman movies. So let that sink I, in. I well, saw one and, and a half of the Christian Bale ones, and I've seen bits and pieces of oh like one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, one with Jim Carrey, oh. and they just don't appeal no, to me. No wonder why you think they're silly. You picked the two silliest. He thinks they're silly. Those guys. are the only ones that I've even okay. heard of. But if you watch like the Michael the Keaton Bale Batman, like as a child, I can remember that intro, the WB so fucking well. As a child, you got to watch like those were serious movies because those are Tim Burton movies. So those were serious, super serious. Michael Keaton. Check those out. We're, we're, figuring, we're, we're working on stuff, guys. We'll let you know. We're all trying to like do an intervention so he can watch the Batman movies around here. I was going to say, Kevin, if you haven't been a fan of the live action Check out Mask of the Phantasm Fantastic. for the animated series. Original Sloop. The very first Sloop was Mask amazing, of the Phantasm. Amazing, amazing film for Batman. Yeah. 
There was an animated Batman one that I watched that I really, really liked. And it was like six years ago, five years ago, six so years ago. So it wasn't even I, the animated Batman from the 90s? No, I did love that as a okay. kid, though. Okay. <laughs> that When I think of Batman, that's my Batman. That's good. Is, that's, that's good to hear. Mark Hamill's the Joker. That's my okay. Batman. That, yeah. Th- yeah. But there was a, I think that's true for everybody. Yeah. There was an animated series that, uh, or an animated movie that came out on Netflix like five or six years ago. And it was, I really enjoyed it. DC's animated movies of the last, like, honestly, like two decades are, are their best content they make. They make outstanding animated movies. Yeah. Um, Hush is probably the one you're talking about, maybe, where he fought an old friend that came into town. Um, this guy in bandages could have been Son of Batman, which is about Damien. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. And we're not talking about video games anymore, but yeah, um, it's yeah, it's really good. Another topic for another time. The Batman games are really good. Yes, play them. The Arkham <laughs> series, oh, so good. So moving from Kirby, like there's two other big games coming out on the same exact day. Yeah. Uh, first off, I will mention Ghostwire Tokyo. This is Shinji Mikami's next game from Tango GameWorks at Bethesda Studios. Um, from the trailer we got last month of like a kind of like a demo we caught glimpses of gameplay and it looks like a really cool mix between like Bioshock and Dishonored where you can you know kind of mix and match your gameplay style while free roaming the map I'm not too sure if it's open world it kind of looks like it is or it could just be you know linear level design but that game I think is going to be really cool when it comes out you just sold it to me more than any of their ad campaign has I'll tell you that much the way you explain it the marketing seems really yeah, it's really limited. Yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised to not put more money into it. I have no idea what the game's supposed to be, and I've seen the trailers. Like, that <laughs> that's a bad thing. But yeah, the, the way you're explaining it actually kind of makes me want to watch gameplay of it to see how, what the game's supposed to be, because it sounds interesting, sounds unique. Yeah. At the very least, and I that, love unique that's things. Straight. Yeah, yes. exactly. Are you going to be Are you gonna be playing that one there, Kyle? Are you picking that up? Oh, yeah, I'm picking it up day so one. So we can watch you I'm stream I'm really excited it? for it. Oh yeah, awesome. I, uh, guys, you guys got to watch Kyle's stream. He does an excellent job at it. It's it's how I'm absorbing Elden Ring right now. It's all the Same. all the beauty of Elden Ring without the frustration. It's nice. <laughs> there you go. Let me have that for yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> also coming out that same day is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on Pushing Buttons, but it's it's Borderlands, it's magic, D D. It's you know, uh, Tiny Tina running a D campaign where you're the main player and co-op up to four players i'm imagining like all the borderlands games tend to be yeah. and it's coming out on every system that same day as ghostwire tokyo and the new kirby game i'm actually excited for this game i haven't been excited for a borderlands game in a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. maybe ever for me um uh, i will be playing that as well and i will figure out how i'm gonna split my time between two brand new games and previous games that i'm still playing that i probably will be playing at that point too so <laughs> horizon forbidden yes. west is going to be a long one for me uh, it is such a perfect game god damn horizon is so good <laughs> i just finished my first uh cauldron and I-, I was surprised at how cool of an endeavor that was like it was so neat and uh man i could just live in that world forever it's so cool the shift in tone from going to from the wilderness to one of those cauldrons yeah. is so it, it's hard to like compare it to anything else. And I haven't actually gotten to that point in this game, but just based off of Zero Dawn, it was going from the wilderness to like this tech infested place that's actually pumping out the creatures. Yeah. Man, it's it, it, it's something to behold. Like the first time you go into one of those things, which is 
probably why you're talking so highly of it yeah. right now is because you I don't know if you got to that point. I didn't get to that point in the first one, no. Mm. Yeah. It's it's unique. It's a it's a cool experience for the first time for sure. Yeah, and, and she's still wearing, you know, it's like she's such a she stands out more because she's still in her tribal gear and she's in there and, and it's just like you kind of almost feel like Aloy in the fact that you're just like, what is this stuff? It's like magic to her, it's magic to you. And I mean, thank God she's a clone of a very smart person because she grasps everything quite quickly. I mean, like really quickly, uh, unbelievably quickly. And so right. you're like, oh, you're just going to program that? Sure. <laughs> you were skinning <laughs> things not long ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a pretty outstanding game. Uh, uh, Goddamn, I'm just loving it so much. I wish I had more time in the day to play all the video games I want to play. Yeah. Likewise, yes. Uh, any other standout games for March? We have Advanced Wars coming out that month, too, which oh, yes. we'll be streaming yes. that for sure. Nice. I thought it was uh, worth bringing up that GTA 5 is being released again on another console, this time being the PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles. When I, I don't even care when we're getting a new GTA. I just want to know when this one's going to die, kind of. <laughs> At this I mean, point, it's like a zombified corpse. They just keep, you know, reanimating. It's like people make more keep, money. Let's go. <laughs> and it, it works, though. Like they're making yes. probably yes. buying it on the, the PS5, if I'm being honest, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I bought it on all it, three. Oh, yeah. I've, I've beaten that campaign five times. I'm happy to go with six. I love the story. Five times? Yeah, I really have done five times on that campaign. How? Um, I need the intervention. <laughs> Look, you haven't seen a fucking Batman movie. I don't want to hear anything until you see a Batman movie. <laughs> but it, it's it's just a really good story. I like the options at the end. I try, try to see different options, um, which I've teamed forever. I, so as long as I can keep him alive, I'm cool with everything else. Yeah, I don't know. I've beaten it a lot of times because I've beaten it on the different system. I bought it on Xbox 360, I, Xbox One, PC. I, I beat it twice on the Xbox One. And then uh, I know I'm going to get wow. this one. Yeah. So I've played it like on everything that it comes out on. I mean, I played it the one time on PC in like 2016. And even then I enjoyed it for what it was, but I don't think I'd be revisiting it anytime soon, but I give you props. That's amazing. I'm a sucker for like the, the mob movies, Westerns and stuff like that. So that's why like Red Dead really stuck with me because I love, love Westerns too. And so these, and this one really kind of went into that whole mob movie. Like Michael is my favorite character. The fact that he's like this retired thief that's just trying to live his life. And so that that was cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think I'm almost to the point in my life where I feel like I'm ready to replay GTA three. Yeah. Like if I were to try GTA five again, it would be about 25 years from now at yeah. this point, I think. But I know yeah. I'm weird. I replayed GTA three. I think it was last year, the year before that on my iPad. <laughs> wow. That's so strange to think about. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I beat it, but I got pretty good. I got pretty comfortable on the controls. It takes a lot of time to get used to those controls, but yeah, it was it took huh. a while. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, well, I didn't either. Kudos to you. That's I don't think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> um, we also have the expansion coming out for Assassin's Creed Valhalla: Dawn of Ragnarok. Uh, this is a really big deal because it's changing the gameplay dramatically for uh, Assassin's Creed. It's actually embracing the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Um, gameplay didn't they say that they weren't doing that as an expansion anymore but it was going to be a standalone game now see i heard that as well but then it's like yeah but it's coming out so i don't know if you could buy it separate from assassin's creed is the idea maybe it's both options th yeah then you can buy it as an add-on or as a standalone actually i think that is exactly it because i saw it for 40 bucks and i think it was like the idea is like yeah it's 40 dollars but it's also a standalone game it is changing the game a lot 
to the degree where it's like not fair to call it Assassin's Creed Valhalla anymore. Um, it's just referring to the same characters. It's, it's a little tricky. Why make it so confusing to buy, though? Like, yeah, th- it's the Hitman thing all over again. Like, just Ubisoft. That's all I say. Yeah. Do, just, just release it as a standalone. <laughs> it's okay if it's 40 bucks and they yeah. change the game a, a lot. Just don't do it as an expansion, then do it as its own standalone thing. Like Miles yeah. Morales oh, versus God. Spider-Man. Talk it wasn't an expansion, game. even though in my mind, it could have easily been an expansion, but there was so much to it that I didn't mind paying nearly full price for Miles yeah. Morales because it's it's so much. I was thinking of Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon personally. Like they yeah. should go back to that model. Yeah. Like just release like a standalone 15, 20 hour mini expansion that, you know, does a cool twist on things. And I'll I'll probably check it out. Which is what this one kind of I think was trying to do in a way. It just got a little bit ahead of them and they were like, you know what? <laughs> we can make more money if we just make this like its own game. It's the reason I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla is to play this expansion. And I just I, I, it, I don't know when it'll fit into my timeline. It will eventually, but it does look really cool. And I hope they actually embrace this and just make a whole new kind of franchise. I'm cool. Like Assassin's Creed dreams or something like that. Throw some random thing at the end. And then it's just a, a series. that's these like myth. Uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed mythology to where you're actually like playing as gods. Cause the idea is you're playing as Odin, um, Eover or whatever his name is the one or her, either one, uh, from the game, the original game is now Odin. And so you get Odin powers. And so I would really be cool with like, okay, now let me play as one of the Greek or the yeah, the Greek gods or one of the Egyptian gods next. I think that would be really cool. What else are you guys excited for to March? Uh I was checking out Tunic. That looks like a really cool game. Pretty unique spin on the Legend of Zelda formula. Basically just your typical yeah. Zelda clone, but I think it's fascinating. I think it'll be pretty cool to check out. It's got a unique look to it that yeah. I'm that I'm anticipating as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh we also have Final Fantasy Origins, uh, the Chaos version. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that meme, but I don't know. Basically, it is. No, <laughs> nope, means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, that was like a big thing at the E3 reveal. But I think I haven't seen a lot of it. But from what I understand, it's like the Final Fantasy Souls like and could be cool. I don't know for sure, but I'll probably check it out and see what it gets in a review. And if that catches my interest, I'll check it out. It's a solid month. There's a lot of good hits out there. We have, you know, like there's Death Stranding Director's Cut, Crusader. So there's a, what we're seeing a lot of is if you've been waiting for it to come to PC or if you've been waiting for it to come to Series X and PS5, that's happening a lot this month. Keep an out for that. Um, it's been pretty cool. I will have to find a way to share the calendar that we use with everybody because, Kyle, I sent it to you. It's it's an extensive calendar that really helps us out quite a bit. So maybe we'll post it on our website more regularly. We'll have to see. It, all, it depends on how much work we could shove in. And then we also uh, have Gran Turismo 7. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys played a, a Gran Turismo game in the last couple of console generations? I think like 05, 06. <laughs> yeah. I think I dabbled briefly on Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, which is like the pre-launch of Gran Turismo 3, if I remember right. And right. that was like PlayStation 2, 2003 or something. Yeah, I haven't touched. I don't. I'm not a fan of racing games. so. Take that as you will. <laughs> I mean, I'm not either, with the exception of sometimes Forza Horizon. But yeah, I I haven't played a Gran Turismo game since one or two. Yeah, it was way, way, way back in the day. And yeah, I'm not looking forward to it personally. But there's one thing you can always be like rest assured about with a 
with a Gran Turismo game is that it's going to look incredible Definitely. and probably sound incredible as well. One thing that, that kind of blew my mind on this whole thing, um, if you guys pre-ordered Gran Turismo 7 on uh, Amazon, they accidentally shipped them. So I saw that. Yeah. Uh, getting copies of the game already. And, and it, Yikes. so spoiler warning, if you didn't pre-order it that way, but yeah, you might have gotten Gran Turismo in your mailbox. Go check. <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot that Gran Turismo isn't as like widespread of a brand as Forza is now because Microsoft really took that crown from PlayStation with their Forza Horizon yeah. series. I think it's PC and Game Pass did that. Yeah. Just made it, I, I would have played it without Game Pass. They've also got the the Forza Motorsport series, which is basically their version of Gran Turismo, whereas Forza Horizon is the arcadey open world one. So they've got the best of both worlds right there. True. I think that the Motorsports one was their main title, right? And then yeah, Horizon came the along and they're like, let's just give you guys dirt, but you know, our version of it. And right. And it's a blast. I mean, man, Forza Horizon is, is a lot of fun. Actually, I was just at my nephew's house playing it over there. And I was like, okay, there's a barn over here somewhere. <laughs> so we go look for that barn and stuff. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, man, I'm itching to play that game again. I haven't played <laughs> it in like a month and a half now. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of itching to play it again. It's hard, man. But so the schedule's tight. As I was gonna say, with all these games coming out, the, the ones that have recently come out are getting harder and harder to play. But I know one that we're going to keep playing, or at least one of us is going to keep playing, is Elden Ring. This guy. And I would uh, love to hear what Kyle thinks about Elden Ring. Lay it on me. Any questions well, off the bat? Well, I want to know your your. For, I, you probably you talked about this on Geek Freaks pod on the Geek Freaks podcast that just came out two days ago. Yeah. But I want to hear your first impressions because I was not on that episode of Geek Freaks, and I will probably be listening to it tomorrow. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what are your first impressions? I'll quickly summarize. Uh, so this is basically from software's answer to Breath of the Wild. And I really went into detail on the Geek Freaks episode. And essentially, to wrap it up, it's basically a culmination of everything in from software's design philosophy packed into one single game. You have everything they've learned from Demon Souls, the Dark Souls trilogy, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, all packed and condensed into one extremely well put together package. Did they take anything, do you think, from other Souls like games that From Software did not make? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, they don't need to. They're okay. the pioneers in this genre. Like, it's clear as day. Like, no matter what game you play in their entire library of awesome experiences like they're the trendsetters in this regard okay from your first impression on geek freaks to today when we're actually going to be diving deeper with more gameplay have you found any things that have improved over your time or have lessened over your time since then in the game of elder ring you mean elder ring yeah oh okay so uh yes the big one i actually just got torrent which is your horse Oh, which yeah, I didn't have that. when we recorded yesterday. Mm -hmm. And now I'm starting to get into the horseback riding and the combat involved. And it is really intricately designed. Like I had a struggle at first to learn how the mechanics worked of that type of combat. And it really depends on what weapon you use. Because I was mainly on foot using the hatchet, which is the one-handed axe. Yeah, And that was great for one-on-one -on -one encounters. And 
On horseback, though, you don't have as much reach with a one-handed axe. So I was really struggling with the Tree Sentinel boss, and also I think it's called the Knight Cavalry, which was, uh, that's another cool thing too, is there's specific bosses at specific times of the day. So this Ooh, boss cool. only spawns at night at a particular location. And that's another element of surprise for me in this game, is how intricately designed it is. And later on, I actually found a lance, and I was like, wow, this might help me in horseback combat. And I actually prioritized that, and it took a little finesse, a little bit of time to get used to. And the great thing about it is how much extensive the reach is on that lance. Like You can tell they put a lot of thought into each of the weapon types, both on ground, standing on two feet, as well as on the horse. And it's just really cool to see that play out and all the experimentation that goes with it. I, I never thought about how you have to do combat from the horse. I, I Now looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that in the trailers. That was pretty cool. But I never thought about how that's going to change combat dramatically. It's not like you can dodge too well. No tumbling with a horse, I think. Um, no. <laughs> this is a good stead, steadfast rule for you guys out there, horseback riders. Um, what do you want them to add going forward? Because you, I mean, you're talking, you still got like 60 hours of gameplay, don't you? Oh yeah, I, I'm barely scratch the surface of this game. I haven't made it to the main castle yet, if that says anything. Okay, so, oh yeah, okay, so yeah, it does actually. Um, what are you expecting to be to be coming forward, basically? Any features I would just, like I think coming forward, I think I'm just going to see a lot more variety in the environments. Okay. I don't think you caught this part in the stream yesterday, but I actually went around the castle and I caught this spectacular view that really opened up how big this game is. And I was oh. just blown away by it. I don't know if you caught that or not, but I, I, it was no, incredible. I was hopping on when I thought you're going to hop on. And then, you know, it, it's the weekend. So surprisingly, that's actually the busy time. Well, no, actually I mean, yesterday, God damn it. We're off topic. I got in some <laughs> good horizon time, guys. I'm not going to lie. Good. Ooh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to play horizon from this time to this time. Nobody talked to me. It was awesome. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Yeah. Get in the zone and just, Enjoy the game. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's Turn the volume up. <laughs> so I know when I was watching you play, Kyle, I you were doing exactly what I would expect, and that is opening up whenever you pick up something new, you read the description for it to try to soak in the lore. Yep. Have you been surprised by any of the lore, or have you like really gotten to dive deep into that yet at the point you're at in the game? Not yet. I haven't really found a lot of armor sets or weapons that are named specifically for you know bosses that use them the only one i really got was the tree sentinels lance the holy lance and you know it's kind of talking around the ur tree and like how everything stems from it and that's the basis for this world and that's all i've really done so far i haven't gotten too far with the lore yet but i'm looking forward to hearing more that's kind of the pitch of the game right the idea was like george r, r. martin's in there you guys it's not like george r. r martin knows how to develop combat he made the story essentially, right? That was what the idea was. Uh, so are, did that sell it to you at all? Like to me, that was the first thing that got me interested in oh, it at all. You mentioned that. And I immediately thought of the opening lore cutscene. Like you see the basis for each of these characters. Like they actually go through one by one. And these are the main, I guess, uh, foes or oh, bosses that you're going to be facing to make progress in the game. And they each have their own unique backstory. And what I love about from software games is that they take that backstory and basically morph it into a 
crazy amalgamation of the themes present in that character. Okay. So you'll see like a grotesque version or a monstrous version hmm. of that character's traits. So and that's in the boss design. It, and so that actual like level of character development and design and thought out, you think there's actually something that comes from a writer? Oh, Instead totally. Just yeah. Like a game? yeah. I think I read an article from uh, somewhere. I can't source it. Okay. But essentially George R.R. R. Martin just did the backstories. He didn't do anything after that. <laughs> yeah. And Miyazaki took that lore and made it his own and transformed it into what we have in Elden Ring. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know at what to to the degree that he was involved. I know they're using his name an awful lot, which is kind of the idea. Like, oh, we got two minutes of Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie. Guess who's in our movie now? Is Arnold Schwarzenegger type of thing. Um but yeah, that's boy, that is cer- cer- uh, certainly pretty cool uh, that he actually you know had some foundation, and then you got to see the evolution of that. That's pretty neat. Um, man, I- I'm interested in playing this game, and you got about sixty hours to go. Uh, would you suggest this game to newcomers at this point? Because before you were saying to go with uh, Dark Souls One, and so by the way, I've been looking into purchasing that, and, and I I got the the pre order. I got the not the pre order, the remastered version of that. Do you think this is for starters yet or go back to Dark Souls 1? It's really how you want to choose yourself. Like I if you want to really deep dive and start from the beginning, you know, you could start with say Demon Souls, but for me yeah. it's kind of dated now and I haven't played the remake on PS5. Yeah. But you could start there cuz that kind of is like the foundation for everything that's grown since then for this franchise and this developer. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 1 is also a great starting point because it introduces that open world design, you know, in a much limited scope, you know, for back in 2011. That was pretty big at the time. Yeah. But Elden Ring, if you really want to experience everything this developer offers, then yes, I would recommend it to you. So as a starting point, this would be OK then, because you're actually kind of getting what what the trials led to, basically. Yeah. Like if you want to, say, have some horror elements or action moments or just open world exploration moments then this game has everything yeah i've been watching a lot of gameplay after our discussion at, on geek freaks i've been watching a lot of dark so i ended up watching spoiled it for myself i ended up watching like the complete ending for dark souls it's a really cool ending the final boss fight and all that um hmm. and i i think i ended up buying it it's everything's on sale right now by the way guys on playstation everything to do with from software is on sale right now really cheap and um and then i was watching i was watching some um Sekiro gameplay and Bloodborne. Boy, that Bloodborne looks good. That, that's is a tempting fantastic. one. Yeah. Yep. And then when you're saying Lovecraft, I'm like, oh, okay, let me look into this. And yes, that the bad guy design is so cool. So um I might be giving those games a better, better chance than I have in the past. Where I'm just like, nope, for first bit of uh difficulties, I'm out. <laughs> you know, let me go play something by now. You know, yeah. that's the other thing. I with from software games, like the difficulty is what you make it, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. you can struggle. And, you know, you can't, you know, throw yourself at an enemy or a boss over and over and not learn something from it. Yeah. And I think that's what this game's biggest strength is, is the replayability and the approachability and how you can encounter like what uh, mechanics are present presented to you, like in that particular boss fight, Mm -hmm. because you can't switch it up by changing your weapon or increasing your stats in some particular way. Or even in like how you're maneuvering or what armor you're wearing, because your yeah. role is affected by that too, your roll speed. And it does, you know, beat into you like, hey, you got to change what you're doing 
because if you don't, you're not going to get far in the scheme. So I, I really liken it to like a strategic thinking man scheme. Like there is a lot of yeah personality in how you can approach this. You can you can be the frustrated spam R one over and over, and you know you're going to get killed every time if you don't change your tactics. But it's teaching you how to adapt, and that's why I enjoy yeah. most about these games. So it's like forcing you to try new things, like. Comparing it to Horizon, uh, one thing I really liked is the game invites you like, hey, if you use this weapon, it's actually ideal for the situation. You don't have to. You can fully beat this creature, this boss, whatever, with a bow and arrow the entire time if you want to. But if you use this, it's actually ideal and you'll actually do it faster. And it invites you to try it out to where you actually do. I mean, she has a huge library of tools at her hand uh, and you actually do use them differently, different different ways because it's like, oh, yeah, this is just so much easier. You're saying with Elden Ring, it's using a more forceful approach where it's like, you won't down this without changing your tactics. Is that what you're saying? If you're struggling, yeah. Like, for example, okay. I would say you, Frank, I think you were talking about saying the Confessor build or the Astrologer build. Yeah, would be yeah, that's pretty cool. Confessor build was the one, by the way. When I looked it up, it was Confessor. Yeah. And then, Kevin, I was thinking, like, you would be like the sorcerer type, so you'd be using the magic in the game. And I've never done Probably. the magic, personally. I've always been a strength build kind of guy. And, you know, there's a lot of variety in how you play the game. I think that's what a lot of people tend to look over is there's a lot of flexibility in how you can play it. Hmm. If you go magic build, do you, are you still in melee range the whole time? I mean, yeah, the boss will come okay. at you. Like you don't have a choice, yeah. but you, okay. know, you can roll out of the way and then cast your spell. And that's, <laughs> that's cool. not for me personally, but I think yeah. that'd be really fun for you guys. Interesting to at least watch so, gameplay. The drawback for me to playing a game like that isn't so much the level of difficulty. Cause I've, I've played games that are hard. I do sometimes love games that are hard. Uh, roguelikes are notoriously hard, and they're my favorite genre of video game. It's more the, the the aesthetic to it and the setting of it doesn't appeal to me. It's not that they're bad. They just don't stand out to me. And Elden Ring is gorgeous. And I've, I've, watched, I've been watching you play it on max settings or relatively close to max settings or whatever I can see on Twitch from your Max, Max settings. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, something about the, the aesthetic of specifically the, the games that from software did before Elden Ring. If they're just so full of dark caverns, browns, blacks, and dark greens, it just, there's not a whole lot for me to, to like grasp onto visually. And if I'm not liking what I'm looking at, I'm not going to enjoy being in that world which is a huge part of a FromSoft game. How does Elden Ring, how could Elden Ring appeal to somebody like me in that sense? You know, it's really about the appeal of the aesthetic. I think that is a great point you're making yeah. because, you know, these games are depicted to be a bleak setting. Like it's meant right. to draw out in the player like a feeling of melancholy and despair. And you get that as well in the boss fights and the enemy encounters. And if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. I mean, you also didn't like Breath of the Wild, which is similar. <laughs> it It's like a more inviting appeal. So well, I wouldn't say that's... Of it. <laughs> I love yeah. the aesthetics of Breath of the Wild. That go. was my favorite thing about it. Right. So I think, you know, you have two sides of the same coin. You can have that lighter flare or you can just go right into the nitty gritty and, you know, the dark, the darker side of things. And for me in particular, I... I find that more inviting. I got you. Well, I was going to say, if we can take a Frankism and put a third side, third side to this coin, <laughs> there is a new t-shirt idea. 
Uh, Horizon has this great. We were talking about it earlier. The dichotomy between the the overworld and the the cauldrons. Is there anything kind of like that in Elden Ring to kind of vary the amount of things that you're looking at or the the, the aesthetic value to it? You know, that's a good point. Um, there is not too much in the earlier games, like Dark Souls. Like everything, pretty much is what you're describing. It's like that, imp- like imposing, oppressing feeling. And Elden Ring, I would argue, is much more vibrant, and especially with the landscape itself. Like you could look up at a castle in the distance and think, "Wow, how do I get there?" And first of all, can I get there? Yeah. And that's what thrills me as a player. Like I want to overcome that challenge and stand atop that vista. And you know, I kind of spoiled myself because I went around the castle to get to that view. But I'm looking forward to getting into that castle and you know, proclaiming my great victory over everything and getting to that point. Yeah, it definitely seems like the brightest, maybe Sekiro is bright as well, but it compared it to this Bloodborne is just at night. I mean, oh, Bloodborne, you know. yeah, that's pure terror. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're, I mean, I could do a deep dive on Bloodborne, how magnificent it is, like just Level from up. a design. <laughs> yeah, philosophy. But I highly recommend not playing Bloodborne if you don't like dark places. Yeah. Yeah, there is something about the aesthetics that, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to pin what it is, but like when I watch just a minute of Elden Ring, I'm like, oh, okay, this is an Eastern, Eastern made game. And I don't know what the, the, that is that I'm catching, but I could tell. And just like I could tell, like I, when I'm watching Horizon, I'm like, okay, this thing was made in Europe. You could just kind of, or, you know, you know maybe North America, but it feels like a very European game. Witcher, too, Witcher as well. I don't know what that thing is I'm catching. It's really neat because you have to keep that in mind as well. Like this is a Japanese Eastern developer and yeah. they're creating dark fantasy Western Western worlds. fantasy. Yeah. And for a Japanese developer to do that, like that's astounding to me that they can recognize the strengths of that type of fantasy and really incorporate that, you know, into their design and the inspiration that it served as well. Like, you know, we already talked about George R. R. Martin. Yeah, but there's also elements of other properties like, you know, Lord of the Rings or uh, a really popular manga Berserk, which is also mentioned in Elden Ring. Like they actually changed the greatsword design of Elden Ring to match Guts's greatsword in Berserk to honor Mira, who passed away last year, sadly, before finishing the manga. Hmm. But you know, they they take so much care and attention to detail with these Western settings. And you really feel that in the world itself. Like it feels so palpable. You really feel like you're living in that world. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't see that happen very often the other way around, which I think is truly a detriment to us as a people in the Western uh, hemispheres. The idea that the East is willing to, uh, to take their, take an interpretation of a Western culture idea, dragons and fantasy and stuff like that. And yet we don't see that from our side very often i i reminds me very much of a really good show on netflix called um uh marco polo or i think it's called marco polo one of those two and and it's about marco polo and 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 about him coming into uh, mongolia and it was really cool because it was a western move a show about an eastern culture and that's how you kind of get everybody talking about each other and and gaming i don't i can't think of a game that a western developer has made that's really leaned on 
I mean, maybe Ninja Gaiden. Who made Ninja Gaiden? You know, that's, that's a Japanese kind of developer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can literally can't. think of one. Well, oh, I can really? think of one. What's the one you can think? Jade of? Empire. Oh, that's a great example. Which is actually. a fantastic game. Oh, it really is. It stood out. It stood out because it was exactly that. It was a Western RPG developer leaning so heavily on Eastern uh, mythology inspiration, and that's like you were saying. That's exactly why it's so good because we don't see that very often. Yeah. That reminds me of Mr. Pandaria too, actually in World of Warcraft, actually, which was yes, such a just a, such a step out of the norm for that game. And if you look at it, it has some of the best questing in all of WoW. Like it really developed this whole cool story that was just like, hey, there's this thing going on over here. You're not having to fight some world-ending boss or debating the philosophy of life and death like we're doing right now. Uh, you're just fighting a dude in this thing called Shaw. It's just really cool. And yeah, it was. I wouldn't do that more often. That is a really good topic for another time, I think, but. Yeah, I like how, you know, these people can take a lens from their own culture and put it on, say, another culture. And they see things that from within that culture, that original developer couldn't really see from outside of their own perspective. And that's Ooh, why yeah, I think yeah. Elden Ring is so freaking incredible, because they do that so flawlessly. That definitely is another topic, because now I'm right, right away I'm thinking of like, how the Montreal Assassin's Creed made an American game. You know, that's, I'm writing it down right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. I don't know what else Any I've got questions? for you about Elden Ring. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I think at this point for myself, I'm just, I'm wanting to hear what your final thoughts are on the game so far. Yeah, we're getting uh, pretty close, I'd say, to experiencing almost, you know, the basics of the game. And <laughs> I mean, how many hours, how many hours now? About 12 uh, I'd say about, yeah, 12 to 15. And, you know, I've experienced the horseback riding and combat, exploration, coming across natural dungeons, which is also amazing, by the way. Like, just coming across little TCBC, like, Easter eggs here and there. And uh, TCBC, I, 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 like I don't it. know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so out of it right now. <laughs> you know, compared that to the beginning of this episode, I think we're doing all right. Yeah. That's, that's Let's true. not forget yes. that Kevin hasn't seen Batman movies. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, I just, you know, off stream, I did some more exploring and I found an NPC. You may have seen this in advertising, but it's a giant pot. And oh, he was God, teasing to me. For it. Yeah, everyone was like freaking out about it because, you know, he's such a unique character. And the first time you meet him, he's stuck in a hole in the ground and you have to give him a whack on the ass to get him to pop out. And my reward for that every time I had that problem. uh, Right. And my reward for that was an emote. But not only that, he teased a new area in the game and it was a giant festival. And I'm like, what is that going to entail? Like, I can't wait to explore that once I get there. That is cool. Damn. It's little things. I mean, people are 3D printing the hell out of that little pot guy. And making them <laughs> little action figures and stuff. He's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's really jovial and just really boisterous and manly. And you know, for a pot, yeah, you know, he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty tough. He's not a Humpty Dumpty, so to speak. Wow has their own version right now. Um, Pock Pock, which is a new character that they just uh, added to Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the new patch and uh, it, kind of the same idea. It's just like this little dude that's just like kind of here to help. But I, I think I think. The Elden Ring one would bit his ass if it came down to a fight. But yeah, that's pretty cool. But to wrap it up, Elden Ring is fantastic. I mean, I gave it a grade of an S 
even though it's so early and I don't we see don't that do changing. We don't do S's. You're killing our whole system, guys. <laughs> I'm a trendsetter. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> I just don't want Daniel to find out about this. I, I, I just think it's not going to get lower from there. I think it's just going to yeah. keep increasing, maybe to an S plus or triple S rating. Who knows? Okay, hold on. <laughs> guys, we have a scale for a reason. <laughs> you can't break it like that. You just added a whole new rank and then you're like, triple S? What the hell does that add? Yeah, I'm going to give it a triple S and a Grogu for no reason, <laughs> yeah. just because I like it that Five much. Five Grogu's. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That is that is pretty solid. I've definitely got to try it out at some point when I have a lot more patience. <laughs> Within the next couple of months or a month, to two months or whatever from now by the time kyle beats it i will request a final grade from you okay um i can promise if you if you say s or triple s whatever i'll just uh in my mind that'll be an a plus but yeah (laughs) on our social media posts it'll be the same thing trust me (laughs) well to help break that down like an s for me is like the new echelon to beat Okay, like now I gotta create this like standard. key that's like Kyle's S equals. <laughs> <laughs> what I think the the difference is with this is that Kyle's going off of tier listing, yeah. and you're going off like report card grading. Right. <laughs> so like sense. a teacher wouldn't give you an S, but well, I mean, a bad that's another topic like... for no other time. I've seen a lot of these <laughs> tier list react videos, and I think that's where my mind is at. Yeah, we we did an episode of Geek Freaks where me and Squeaks it was to celebrate something with Overwatch. I forget what it was. Um, we did, uh, actually it was because we're going to BlizzCon. So we needed to record an episode beforehand to release why we were at BlizzCon is what it was. So we did an S tier ranking or we did a ranking tiers thing for Overwatch characters. And that was a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind doing that again. Maybe that would be something for pushing button sometime where we just go through all of the characters of Overwatch or whatever thing and kind of find a ranking for it and discuss like, nah, you know what? I think that should be an A or that should be a B. It was pretty fun. Ooh, the Assassin's Creed main characters. Oh, That'd no. be a fun Oh, one. yeah. That'd be a fun And one. we'd actually record an episode worthy of the title pushing buttons because there'll be a lot of contention there. I mean, as long <laughs> as you guys have SEO, Etio as like A++ S, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's my main thing. And as long as Altair isn't number one, like isn't the top one because he's a little bitch boy. He is. Yeah. Over, <laughs> over time, he's become more and more of a bitch boy, actually. Yeah, it's kind of like in comparison. For me, yeah. it's Bayek. He's number one. Really? Bayek was. Bayek is incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's he was a cool character. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a solid. Dad. I actually quite like. I like Evor from uh, Valhalla. He or she, however, whichever yeah. uh, gender you choose, fucking badass character. Anyway, that's a Ubisoft topic for another it time. Sure is. <laughs> it is a Ubisoft topic every time. Let's let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> what else are we talk no about Activision today? Blizzard this time. Yeah. I've mentioned WoW a few times. It's been in there. <laughs> you know, yeah, we I didn't know. really ask our question that we usually ask. And I got one for you guys, just Fire out of the away. blue. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was a good transition. Out of the each of the Souls games, which one most appeals to you, and why? Bloodborne, um, because of the bad guys. Just the design, like the yeah. horror element to it. The horror element to it, the idea, and the aesthetics in general, just kind of this like Victorian London kind of feel, or almost the like gothic a France vibe. gothic. Yeah, so that looks really cool, and um, I think that's. I don't know. Some would say it's the Batman of Souls games. So I'm really interested in trying it out. What's, what's your pick, Kevin? I would probably say Sekiro, honestly. Really? That's a good one. That is a good one. Because it, it's a different style of combat. Like, it's faster paced from what I've seen. Um, different aesthetic to everything. Like, the, the, whole, the whole tone of the entire 
setting is completely different. And other than Bloodborne, it seems like the most outside of their normal yeah, wheelhouse. That is true. Yes. I do like that too. I think that'd be the one that I would try. And I've almost tried it too. Like I, a couple of times I got so close to buying it, but I'm like, I don't think I would stick with it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that'd be the one. That would be very hard to recommend for a new Souls player because <laughs> it's got <laughs> such a high learning curve. But if you do it, I would be really impressed. I'd watch the hell out of Might the stream. Take you up on that uh, actually, for both of you, I would be impressed by your picks. Oh, yeah. It would just like, yeah, that would be really hard to do. But we'll see. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I think uh, that was a pretty good deep dive into Elden Ring. Thank you both for, you know, asking great questions. Like, I felt like it really got out what I was feeling in regards to the game and how excited I am to play more of it. I'm looking at March Madness brackets right now, guys. I'm getting ready for that. <laughs> I was trying to do a react face. <laughs> oh, God. That's an, that's an off mic rant I had earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a topic for another time where Frank just yells into his mic and breaks it. Um, anything else before we head out, guys? I think uh, that's about it for me. How about you two? Yeah, I think, I think we're all good. Um, thank you all for listening. I do want to know what uh, games you're looking forward to in March, things that we didn't talk about on this episode let us know and if you guys are playing elden ring and want to watch kyle play elden ring or if you're not playing elden ring and definitely should be watching (laughs) kyle play it in that case (laughs) twitch.tv slash geek freaks podcast uh he's been streaming every minute of his gameplay over there um check us out all the social medias down in the links below we've got everything that geek freaks is a part of down in the link it's a lot of stuff i'm it's a lot of stuff and i'm rambling right now so thank you all for joining until next time love you bye